Carlsbad, People, Purpose, and Impact, an essential podcast for those who live, work, visit, and play in Carlsbad. Good afternoon and welcome, everyone. My name is Brett Schonsenbach. I am the president and CEO of the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce. I am your host today, and I'm excited to have with me Mr. Josh Williams. Josh is the founder and president of Thunder Rugby, which is a Carlsbad rugby club. Josh, thanks for joining us today. Brett, thanks for having me. This is uh, It's great to Friday afternoon to talk about rugby and what's going yeah. on in Carlsbad. Yeah, yeah. And this is going to be fun because this is a exploratory topic for me. So uh, I'm excited to learn. So Thunder Rugby is is a club, but it's it's got a pretty broad age range, it looked like, on your website. So right. tell us a little bit about the history of the club. When did it start? Right. What was the inspiration behind it? And then we'll dig in more. Great. So I, I actually started coaching about 12, 13 years ago, and I was coaching U8s. And actually at you know our neighboring club, which is called the Coastal Dragons, okay. they're down in like Encinitas and kind mm-hmm. of just a little bit south of here. Uh, and so after coaching the youngsters for a year, uh, two of the other coaches with Dragons said, hey, we need to start a club a little further north. Carlsbad, you know, Oceanside, Vista, those kids really sure. you know, are not able to play. So so let's do that. So uh, in, in 2011, we started a club with just the youngsters, U8s and U10s. Okay. Right. And as they grew, as they grew older, our club grew older. And the so, club expanded right, as they moved up the levels. Right. So yeah. in about 2018, 2019, we had full basically U8s or U18s. Wow. We had it, you know... The U8s or U12s are co-ed, but then after U12s, they split, right? Okay. So we have older boys and older girls. Oh, great. Uh, And then we started in 2015, we started Carlsbad High School as kind of a complimentary rugby club that was going in the high school season, and then we had a club season kind of right after that. So Wow. Um, yeah. Got a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. And so it started with... Basically, one one team, one age group. Actually, we started at two age oh, groups. Yeah, yeah we U eights and U tens. U eights and U tens, right? Right. And then, um, and so now you have how many different teams all told? If you could, yeah. So guesstimate. we have no, we have uh, nine teams, and we support or we're, we're supporting two high school programs as well. Wow, so, nine teams and two high school programs. That's yeah. a great. And that's all in about roughly eleven years. Yeah, yeah, and and, and you know we uh, you know the, the pandemic definitely slowed us down a little yes. bit. We basically took a year off, but we were able actually to really work and focus and spend some time training because the kids didn't have much else to do. And and in in, in twenty twenty one that that team that was the first time we kind of were full U eighteens. That team went to the nationals and won the national championship. So yes, that's that what was, I. Uh, that's yeah. how you kind of got on our radar. You yeah. guys are national champions. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a really hard pandemic. Was a really hard time, and that was yeah. something that we could really focus on. And it was really it turned out to be a real blessing, just because we were able to kind of just focus on each other and you know yeah. school wasn't you know it was just right. it was it was uh really building a you know a team through that through that hardship so um you started coaching u8s down in encinitas but before that did you have a history like did you play yeah. rugby as oh, yeah. A, a, yeah. a yeah so tell us how, how you got into rugby initially and... yeah so it's funny i i was not able to play we did not i grew up out in east county of san diego and we did not have rugby but i had some friends that were from england said hey you would like this they knew i i, I ran track and i yeah. played american football and i played sure. soccer and they're like i think you'd like this and so i went back to school in dc in george washington 
went out and you know joined the rugby team and right away it was you know and I had been I'd run like I said I played all these other sports but right away that was my sport you know the, uh, the running the contact the yeah. kind of you know the chaos of it all I loved and <laughs> uh, and I had really I made I mean my best friends are still guys that you know I played rugby sure. with and, and those are you know those are my brothers and so yeah I, I learned from them and uh, so I played quite a bit of through college and then after college. I got injured, uh, and so I took a little bit of a break. But sure. then, you know, my wife and I had kids, and once the kids turned about five or six, you know, <laughs> that's when it got me back into coaching, and that got me back into kind of all of it again. Well, that's amazing. So you have this personal history. You start a club, and your club within eleven years. Well, no, what year did you guys win the national? Yeah, it or was did, ten years. Ten years. So within yeah. ten years, you go from just two teams right. to competing and winning a national championship. Yeah. That's yeah. a pretty good success story. I mean, it was just, you know, like I said, I think we were we were blessed and we had a lot of things come together. You know, I mean, I think at the end of the day, these things require hard work. They require commitment. They require a little luck, right? And I think yeah. and a little bit sure. of blessing from, sure. you know, we had a lot of people that supported us. And yeah, it was a, a very cool experience. Very cool. So we're going to take a brief pause. We're talking to Josh Williams, the founder and president of Thunder Rugby here in Carlsbad. And when we come back, we're going to explore rugby a little bit more, learn about the ins and outs of, of their season, and don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. So, Josh, we were talking about the success of your club over a relatively short period of time, but I want to know, you know, with football, American football, as you phrased it, being so popular, um, how does rugby gain the foothold that it really needs to, you know, continue to grow and and be dynamic. When I think of youth sports, I think soccer is so popular, right? Yeah. And then but by the time you get to high school, at least for the boys, football seems to kind of dominate. So how do you guys get that exposure and yeah, foothold? I mean, it's you know, it's it's funny you, you brought those two sports up because those are really kind of the two foundations of of rugby. Mm. Uh, rugby came out of soccer um, about 250 years ago. You know, one of the guys picked up a soccer ball and started running with it because he's tired of the guys running around. They started tackling him and rules came out of that. And that was in kind of northern England. And then out of rugby, you know, uh, came American football and the forward pass and all of that. And I think there's some important lessons to be learned from both sports for rugby to grow. Um, but there's also some unique parts of rugby I think that are really important. I mean, I think one of the things that's really important to us in rugby, why I think we can gain a foothold, is because of the culture, the culture of the game is, it's it's definitely a team, you know, a team sport. I think you know you can say all of them are team sports, but we really we have 15 players on a side. Uh, it takes all body types. My son's you know five eight, 160 pounds, and then his teammate is Ollie, who's 340 and six four, right? Wow. And so it it, it allows all body types, mm. uh, which I think is you know I think is cool. But it also there's a culture, a, a team. You know, for us, you know, Thunder Rugby is built on the idea that we love to win, we love to compete, but ultimately we're developing leaders for good. Nice. And, and you know, and our core values are humility, our respect, our camaraderie, you know, you know, that striving for excellence. Those are the things that really drive the sport for us. So I think people that, that play it and get an opportunity to, there's a real brotherhood and a camaraderie that comes out of that as well. Oh, um, that's awesome. So. And so I'm guessing a lot of people listening to this might be like me and have only had tangential exposure to rugby, maybe seen a little bit here and there. And right. like, I honestly don't know what's going on <laughs> when things are going on on the field. Um, and uh, I would need somebody to walk me through uh, kind of what's happening here and what's happening there. But um, I don't know if it was your website or another one that said, 
you know, it definitely mentioned that it was a combination of soccer and football. It also mentioned wrestling, combination right. of wrestling, soccer, and football. Tell us a little, like, what's a scrum and, you know, right. what, you know, right. walk us through this a little. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, simply rugby's, you know, an invasion game. And what that means is, is you're trying to get your ball, you know, you're trying to get the ball through, you know, Football, the one big difference in soccer is you can pass the ball forward. Okay. Right? So the big difference in rugby is when we pass, it has the ball has to go backward. Okay. You can't, there's no forward pass. It always has to go back. If it goes, the ball gets passed forward, it's an infringement. The ball goes, you know, the sure. possession goes to the other team. But basically, you know, simply you're trying to get the ball through backwards passes or you can kick the ball forward. But if you kick the ball forward, your players have to be behind you. So okay. in that sense, it's a little similar to um, there's an offsides rule in okay. rugby like yep. there is in soccer. Right? Sure. So it really, like I said, if you understand American football and you understand soccer, rugby's kind of in between. It has the flow of soccer and the movement, and and some of our best rugby players are soccer players ah. that can that can tackle. Right, like, that's the yeah, challenge. Yeah, yeah. Right, the, the fo- American football players are great because they're good in contact. Yes. Right, and the wrestling, our contact though is more like wrestling than football because we don't have pads. Yeah. You know, we don't. The idea of hitting or, or you know, all our tackles have to be low. If you tackle okay. above, you know, kind of the waist, it's an infringement. You can't okay. do that. So, oh. so that's why the wrestling and that body control, sure. that leverage is really important. But, I mean, I think the, one of the nice things is there's there's 15s, which is what we play, and there's but there's also 7s. Mm. Uh, and 7s is what they play in the Olympics. And 7s is just 7 aside. Um, and you can kind of see the game's a little simpler, mm-hmm. right? And the scrum is just how they restart. If the ball gets, you know, goes out of bounds or somebody has some sort of infringement, they restart with a scrum. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, that's interesting that you said about the tackling kind of below the waist, because I was wondering with the lack of pads, how you don't have like just concussion city, you know, yeah. all yeah. the sport, or the contact sports, even soccer and of course, football are much more sensitive and, and focused on safety and avoiding the concussions these days. Um, is that a is that a big deal in rugby? Yeah, I mean, I think we all of us as coaches yeah. have become really aware of that. And I, I I will say, we we love we have you know we have a lot of football players. And we would love to have uh, footballers come play rugby with us first because the way we tackle and uh, Pete Carroll up at you know Seattle yeah. Seahawks yes. really advocated learn how to tackle rugby style. And I've uh-huh. actually gone to some football american football practices and help with our tackling because our, our tackling really leads with our shoulders sure. so one of the things we don't our head's really not involved in the tackle and our nice. head is always behind and there's kind of this this protocol we go through and it's kind of i think how american football is really going in that direction because what they found is the the helmet helps a little bit but you really don't want your head in the tackle and you know uh rugby because we don't have helmets uh, it can't be, it's right? Not gonna like, be it's just, there, yeah, yeah, it's not sustainable. So You're not yeah. going to go slam heads without a helmet on. No, no that makes sense. Um, so when is the season? How long is the season? You know, that kind of thing. What yeah. what makes up your guys' yeah. the, the Thunder's uh, normal season? Yeah, so this is the preseason right now. And okay. so you, what we kind of have... There's kind of two seasons. So the younger kids kind of are you basically five years old up through middle school. They we basically start training in November and we have games in kind of that go through January through March. Okay. Right. And kind so of that winter season. That winter yeah. kind of beginning and going into spring, whatever. Yeah. Yep. So that's our uh uh, our younger kids, the older kids have, a, so the high school age kids have a two, basically two short seasons. Okay. So they have the high school season, which kind of goes January and February, and then they have the club season. And so uh, soccer is very similar to that. Soccer will have, you know, the kids in high school, they'll play high school soccer, and then they'll go play club. 
right? And so we do kind of the same thing, but, you know, our high school season is kind of January to February, and then we do club kind of, you know, May, April, March, April, May, uh, and then we'll play some sevens in summer. No, that makes sense. Now, the, at the high school level, do the majority now of high schools, let's just say San Diego County, do the majority of them have rugby teams and is it do they have them for each gender or how is that all working yeah out? i mean it's kind of it, it's kind of i would put it it was similar to the way soccer was maybe like 20 years ago okay right I, i've always said we're about 20 years behind and i think we're going to follow i think rugby is going to follow more of the soccer model in terms of clubs kind of have to go the way and they, it goes high school but it's still if you look at soccer kind of the best programs are kind of club driven whereas american football is really high school high school is the kind yes. of the, the perennial i think the i think the clubs are important but we're seeing some good high school programs carlsbad's actually what we call a multi-school program so we have you know we have a good chunk of kids from carlsbad high but we also have kids from el camino mm. right and that's a close school and we get sure. a few kids from oceanside and a few kids from army navy yeah absolutely. right and at the end of the day you know i just our focus and thunder's focus has always been giving kids from all backgrounds you know the opportunity to play yeah uh and and we like to consider thunder a little bit of the un and that we have kids from all kind of all backgrounds all ethnicities all sizes all of that um, and that's an important part of our, our kind of club culture. And club sports, like, you know, one of my sons played club soccer and whatever. There's quite a bit of travel involved. I'm assuming your club teams have that same thing where they're traveling, you know, all over. Yeah, I mean, the youngers really don't as much. We, we Southern California and San Diego County particularly is kind of a rugby hotbed oh, nice. uh, nationally. So if you look at nationals, you know, the year we – two years ago, we won the national championship. Last year, we won the Tier 2 national championship. Mm. So, but you, if you look at the best clubs, four or five of the best clubs in the country are in California and most of them are in Southern California. Wow. So there's a lot of, you know, the, the, the Mustangs, Belmont Shore, Raptors, you know, Thunder, these are all top ranked clubs in the country and they're all within, you know, from Long Beach down to, you know, Carmel Valley. So you're not having to travel far to get good competition yeah, and, and I mean, we fill like up a to schedule. Do, yeah, we like to do one trip. Uh, and nationals is usually pretty long, but you know we've had some teams from like Texas will come. Wow. They typically come to us because we have you know that kind of that 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 concentration of kind of good teams. And is it played on? I, it looks like it's played on a typical what we would call a typical uh, football field. Football, soccer, we use it both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. And then um, where where were nationals held the year you guys won? Where did you go? So we went uh, Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri, and then last year they were in Indiana, Elkhart, Indiana. Okay, Midwest. uh, Yeah, and they just have these really, you know, it's funny you could tell they have these beautiful fields, right? (laughs) And they're all over the place, right? And you know, it's funny because in Southern California fields are such a you know such a premium. We're always challenged, scrambling to find a field, and they're. They're all over these. And then competing with the other teams to get on those fields, the other sports, I mean, to get on those fields. Right. Yeah. And they have tons of them. Well, that's, that's awesome. Hey, I think one of the things I just wanted to to tell you as well, Brett, is the, in 3031, the Rugby World Cup will be in the U.S. And so there's going to be a big push. Uh, This will be an opportunity where where U.S. will really be the center stage of rugby. So. Where, and where will the be hosted? I think they haven't decided that oh, okay. they've decided okay. that USA is going to be the host country but I'm I'm you know given the popularity and the strength of rugby in, in San Diego and in LA uh, I'm sure there will be at least some games uh, sure. in the Southern California region and has it been in the U.S. before the Rugby World Cup? Uh, so they had the Sevens World Cup was in San Francisco a few years ago and went to that a lot of fun. But this is the Fifteens, which is kind of the bigger uh, deal. That's where the All Blacks are, and you'll yeah. get you know kind of all the best best teams in the world will be here, and it'll be a, it'll be a really big deal. Something cool to look forward to. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. 
And I've noticed that it looks like, again, from like your website, that uh, some of the folks who have come through your program are playing well beyond high school now and other programs. Tell us about that. Yeah, no, that's really exciting. We uh, we had two of our players this year go represent the U.S. Uh, and wow. went, played in Europe uh, uh-huh. and played some teams in Europe. And uh, yeah, and then that's just that's a, an important part of kind of what we're doing. We also had 10 of our players are playing Division One college. Wow. Uh, and, the, you know, I'm getting to Ten know. 10 of your Thunder players? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And so we're getting more and more of our players are playing in college. And I think, again, the thing I love, you know, and I was never very big, right? But I got, you know, I was, when I went to George Washington, I became the captain of the team. And sure. it, it, the nice thing, what I love about it, if you put in the work and you put in the time, size doesn't drive it as much of your success. Right. You know, my son who played, one of those players that played for the USA and is now playing up at Cal Berkeley, right? He's... Five seven, 160 pounds. Nice. You know, it's, yeah. it's the work, right? And that's really important. It's the, it's really the most important muscle to use your brain. We need smart players. It's definitely a sport that requires players to have a really high rugby IQ. That is awesome. That it, It's awesome that it it feels like it's a little more, as you're saying, like open, you know, because if, if we're honest, like you're going to reach a point in football, even honest in basketball, like you're, you're not going to be five, seven and make it very far in the basketball world. Right. In, in football, there's going to be if if you just weren't given that gift of a certain body size, right. you're, you're going to peter out at some point. And that's um, not because of lack of heart or skill, right. but there's just a point where it's going to be tough to compete. And that's great that that uh, seems your sport seems to transcend that. So that's really cool. So if somebody's hearing about this for the very first time, and yep. they want to get their their little one involved, whatever age their son or daughter might be. What's the best place to start? Yeah, I mean, you know, start on our website, and we're just, you know, we're we're opening up registration next week for the upcoming season. Nice. Uh, we will have some clinics in October, so. Uh, I think the first one is October 16th, so kids can come down and, and it'll be Sunday afternoon. And I think we're at Buena Vista. Just come and, and try. And we, like I said, we start kids from five years old and they go up to, to 18. And we, you know, when the kids are young, we do a co ed. And then when they hit about 13, we split them up into, yeah. you know, older boys and older girls. Uh, so we do the whole range. But I, I would also say, too, I'm a big believer that. I love all kids to try rugby. You know, at U8, it's touch. At U10, oh, they're nice. tackling, but it's, you know, it's very kind of, very slow and kind of controlled. Sure, sure. And then, you know, but I would also say too, rugby's not for everybody. It's a it's definitely a contact sport, but we love kids to give it a try. And, um, you know, if you if you like it, you know, for me, like it was for me, well, the first game, I'm like, oh, that's for me. Mm-hmm. Some kids, it takes a little while, but I, yeah, I, I do think it's a, it's a good compliment. I think it'll make... So both of my boys played soccer and rugby, and I think it definitely made their soccer games better. Nice. Uh, and we have a lot of football players and football players that have played rugby, and it's made their football, particularly their tackling, and their kind of contact a lot more effective because they're coming in, they're leading with their shoulder, they're driving, you know, kind of the legs. And so, yeah, I think it would it helps those other sports, but it's also, there's a good book. Um, David Epstein just wrote a book called Range, and and one of the findings of that is some of the best professional athletes tend to play multiple sports when sure. they're young. Yeah. And I really think, you know, and I've really advocated for my kids to do that. And, you know, and at some point, again, when you hit, you know, later in high school, particularly your sophomore, junior, you probably have to focus. And that's what right. kind of the research showed about that 15 years, kind of when you're, but up until 15, go, go, go try stuff. Right. You know, have right. fun. Right. Uh, so, anyway. it, well, no, it's a great point because, um, you know, when, when I was a kid growing up, I mean, it, you just, kind of went from season to season, little league, then soccer, right. and then basketball, or whatever your sports were, and you just kind of went from thing to thing. And and then, yeah, by high school, you typically focus. But 
you know, I'm a little bit older. When I was going through high school, you still did have people who lettered air quotes in two, two three sports. sports. Yeah, right. and that wasn't phenomenally uncommon. Um, and uh, now that seems completely foreign. Like kids, gosh, like 10, 11 years old, they're spending their whole year in X or Y. and. Right whether it's volleyball or baseball or whatever, they're just like completely dialed in. It's like, man, um, they might have a lot of fun trying a couple other things. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is we've, I think we've, we've over-specialized too young. And I think at the end of the day, I will say one of our key metrics of success, do the kids have fun? Do they come back? You know? And, and I really think at the younger levels, we, we, we as coaches, and I, and I spent a lot of time, coaching myself and coaching our coaches and really yeah. working on the coach. But we have to really focus on the idea of fun and the idea of trial and error and trying new stuff. And, you know, I think we we, we want a level of specificity and specialization that we really shouldn't be pushing for until the kids really have a clear direction and they're a year or two from going into college, right? Because yeah. I, I get it when they get older, but I right, think right. up until about 14 or 15, I really advocate for all of my rugby players, go play another sport, go yeah. do something else, go, you know, yeah. Go have fun. Because, uh, you know, if sports aren't fun, then then they're not. I mean, kids aren't going to be great, right? I mean, if you're yeah. looking at them just from a purely competitive perspective, they don't love it and have fun with it, they're probably not going to keep doing it for very long. I coached youth basketball for like seven years. I think about 15 teams amongst many of my children. And I remember a guy saying once to a group of us coaches that when kids are little, parents convince their kids to come try something because they convince them it's going to be fun. And later in life, kids convince their parents to stop putting them in a sport because it's no longer fun, yeah. you know. And so if it's yeah. not fun, there's, you right. know, we're missing the point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the big points, at least. Well, that's great. Well, thanks so much for taking the time, coming down and sharing with us today. Um, I, you know, hope you guys have another great, successful season. And we, we hear about other national championships. But uh, either way, um, hopefully your your sport continues to grow. And like you said, raise up great kids. Listen, appreciate it, Brett, and love what you're doing. Thank you, and appreciate the support of uh, the Chamber. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us on our Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please hit the follow button on wherever you get your audio, and please tell a friend. We would love to hear your feedback, which you can share at carlsbadpodcast.com. You can leave us a review, ask a question, or leave an audio comment, which we can play on the show in the future. And that's all we have for today. Can't wait to see you next time on Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact. And remember, share some kindness today. It's free, creates goodwill, and makes you feel great.